0: Amen. I heard a ridiculous stat this week. I heard that in the first six months of 2020, Americans spent $232 million on, wait for it, vinyl records. For the first time since the 1980s, vinyl records outsold CDs. Now, I gotta be honest, my biggest question is, who's still buying CDs? But apparently some people are. $232 million was spent on vinyl records in the first six months of this year. I am holding this one with a napkin Cause I was really hoping my dad would not be here today because actually I stole this one from his office. It's actually a 1964 original (laughs) Beatles record. (laughs) He left already, sorry, dad. But okay, but here's the crazy part. So 232 million worth of records were sold this year. The number one selling vinyl record of 2020 was Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, which was originally released in 1977. And to sound exactly like my parents, it just proves they don't make music like they used to, right? Now, some of you right now who are young are wondering what on earth are we talking about when we're talking about records and CDs? So let me just explain to you guys. One day, your children will say to you, what do you mean you had to have one of these with you when you were listening to your music as they're getting their music downloaded to their eardrums or whatever they're doing at that point, right? It just seems to be changing all the time. But here's the thing, whether you got your music on vinyl, nothing like vinyl, I'm sorry, I guess I'm just nostalgic. Whether you get your music on CDs, whether you listen to your music and have it streamed to whatever device it is that you have, actually, you will have not listened to the most inspirational songs. They weren't released on any of those formats because the most inspiration that you will find when it comes to songs were actually found in here. And for the next six weeks, when we talk about songs that inspire, We're actually gonna be talking about the most popular, the most widely read book of the Bible. And we're gonna be talking about, of course, the book of Psalms. And those of you who can read fine print will see um, our graphic that was made for this series. And despite what the picture says, it actually says over here, this series is actually about the Psalms. You can't tell that because we tried to make it look cooler. Most of the Psalms were written by King David. Hey, I gotta give a shout out to my brother who does all of our graphics. and actually does all of our social media and has worked tirelessly through the past 6 months for us because that was how we were able to convey things and get in touch with everybody he works very hard every week we're always saying can we do this can we get that but yeah so that is what is on the graphics so we're going to be talking about songs that inspire see here in the psalms we're reminded of god's power we're reminded of god's goodness You get inspired. How many times are you guys going through a rough time, and I I do this, and I'll pick up my Bible, and it's like, okay, I'm going to read a psalm tonight, or I can't sleep. You know what? I'm going to read a psalm tonight. I heard a story of a man, and he was um, really nervous. He was really tense, and he was starting to really not feel good. He was starting to feel unwell, and he visited his doctor, and his doctor ran a whole uh, battery of tests, and he came up with nothing wrong with him. So he said to the man, listen, here's my advice to you. My advice is you go talk to your pastor. So he made an appointment. He went to see his pastor, and they sat, and they spoke for a while. And then after a while, the pastor reached into his desk drawer and pulled out a pad of paper, pulled out the paper, wrote on it, handed it to the man. And he said, listen, if you went to see a doctor, right about now, he'd be writing you a prescription, and he'd be handing it to you. So here is my prescription for you. And on that pad of paper he had written, read Psalm 23 five times a day. As soon as you get out of bed, before you go to bed, and with every meal. A week later, the man of course goes back to see the pastor and the pastor says, how are you doing? And it was like he was literally a different person. See, the amazing part about Psalm 23 is this. It shows us the power of God And it's a prescription for all the hardships that we may go through, encourages our faith. So a few weeks ago when I spoke, I hit on Psalm 23. So I decided today that I really wanted to spend a whole morning this morning, and by whole morning, sorry, I mean 30 minutes, okay? I want to spend a whole morning this morning looking at Psalm 23. Now I've kinda given myself somewhat of a Herculean task because uh, a few years ago we did a whole series on Psalm 23 and it took us six weeks. So we will see how far we get. I just wanna pick some pieces out of Psalm 23. I wanna look at this prescription that I think will be a help to so many of us this morning. So here's what I wanna do to start. I want us to read Psalm 23, but I want us to do it together, out loud. So if we we can put the first verse um, up there. Okay, so are we ready? Let's read it all together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The amazing part about this psalm is this. David wrote it. This is one of the psalms David wrote. He did not write all of them, of course. David wrote this. But actually, for most of us, you know what? If we look at this psalm, it can be our testimony too. And for so many of us, it it is our testimony. So this morning, I just want to grab a few pieces out of Psalm 23 and have us... Look at those. Number one is this. That very first verse right there, the Lord is my shepherd. It can be so easy when you're looking at Psalm 23, when you're reading Psalm 23, when you're reciting Psalm 23, to kind of rush through this part. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I want. But actually, there is an amazing, amazing promise found right there in the fourth word in that sentence. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay. One more interactive part. Okay. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to read what is there. The Lord is, but I want you to put your name in before where it says shepherd. So in that blank, you put your name. Okay. You ready? One, two, three. The Lord is Charlotte's shepherd. 2020 for so many people has been a year of incredible loneliness, alienation. We've kind of felt cut off. For some people, it meant that when we were quarantining, locking down, whatever we were doing, you were by yourself for long, long periods of time. You felt cut off from everybody else. I've talked to different people and I've heard back about how, you know what? They felt like they really were alone. They wondered if anybody was there. Did anybody care? They were all of this loneliness. Here's the incredible reminder from Psalm 23, word number four. The Lord is your shepherd. No matter what you are going through, no matter how lonely you may feel, no matter whether you just wonder if anybody would even notice if you did not exist anymore, The answer is yes, because you have a shepherd who is looking out for you. One of the things I have missed over the past couple of weeks with us being back in the building is the times I would walk from my office through at about 9.15ish and would just hear this like cacophony of voices, this loud noise of everybody in the cafe laughing and joking and talking and reminiscing and all of those things. And sometimes it feels like we're in this just sea of voices, but here's the great part about it. Even in the loudness of life, even in the craziness of this world that we live in, God knows every single voice. He knows you. He hears you. No matter how large a flock of sheep is, a good shepherd knows every sheep that is in that flock. He knows you. He recognizes what it is that you are going through. In John um, chapter 10, Jesus talks quite a bit about this whole shepherd and sheep thing. And he says there, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. This morning's reminder from the beginning of Psalm 23 is this. There are 7.8 billion people in this world. God knows you and God knows me. He is your shepherd. He is my shepherd. He is watching out for you. He is looking after you. He is leading you in the way that you need to go as you listen to his voice. Never feel like there's never anybody there for you. Listen. People will let you down. People may not do what they should do, but here's what I can guarantee today. Your shepherd is there looking out for you and looking after you. Often it's that still quiet voice that you can hear, but he is always there for you. The Lord is your shepherd. The second part of that verse, of course, says, I shall not want. I actually prefer a different translation when it comes to that part of that verse. In the New Living Translation, it says, I have all that I need. In further evidence that I am turning into my parents, I often have these conversations with regards to needs versus wants, okay? You guys ever have those? As opposed to, well, what you want is different from what you need. Now here is, I I gotta be honest, here is the thing though, we have five kids they're not the ones I have that conversation with the most. Usually I'm having it with myself when Macy's sends me a really good sale on some shoes or a pocketbook or things like that. But there is a difference between needs and wants. And here's the thing, needs are not just material possessions. Oftentimes when I read that and I say, I have all that I need, I think, you know what? Thank you, God, I do. I have a roof over my head. I have the food that I need to eat. I have the clothes that I need to wear. You provide for me over and over. But actually those are not the only things that is being talked about here when it says, I have everything I need. The promise of Psalm 23 is that we're gonna have everything that we need for a life worth living. So actually right here in Psalm 23, Actually, some of those are shown up for me. So, you know what? When I'm tired, in verse 3, it reminds me he restores my soul. When the trials I'm going through right now seem long and lonesome, in verse 4, he reminds me he is with me. If I'm feeling anxious and if I'm afraid, if I'm worried, verse 4 also reminds me that his rod and his staff are going to comfort me. If I fear death... Verse 6 reminds me of my ultimate home. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Philippians, Paul reminds us of this. He says, and it is he who will supply all of your needs from his riches and glory because of what Christ Jesus has done for us. Whatever need you have this morning, whether it be physical, whether it be emotional, the reminder to us is this, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. It is right there for me. This, morning, uh, this week as I was preparing for this, I really thought of one group of, uh, of folks that I wanted to talk to this morning. And some of you are caregivers. You take care of children, you take care of spouses, you're taking care maybe of elderly parents, somebody who's sick. And this morning, you're here and or you're watching and you're just bone tired. You're just exhausted and you just don't know if you can do this anymore. And you don't know if you can put a feet, foot in front of the other anymore. And I really felt this morning that God wanted to tell you, he sees you, he hears you, and he's got you. And the verse he reminded me was this. Those, Isaiah 40:31. And a reminder, he's going to renew your strengths. You're going to rise up on wings like eagles. You're going to walk and not grow weary. And you're run and not grow weary and walk and not grow faint. This morning, if you are sitting here and you go, God, I just don't know if I can do it anymore. He just wants you to turn to him, come to him. Because how do sheep get their needs met? It's pretty straightforward, actually. They listen to the shepherd. They follow the shepherd. Here's the hard part. They give up control. Shepherd says, okay, this is where you're going to drink today. Sheep do not say, you know what? I was thinking we had water yesterday. Could I have Starbucks today? Right? They just take... The shepherd knows what they need more than they do. Shepherd takes them to a green pasture. Here's where you're going to eat today. They don't say, you know what? Over there looks a little better. I think they're getting a better quality grass. Can we go... It doesn't work that way. When we get our needs met, when we want our needs met, our reminder is this. They listen to the shepherd and they follow in his path. What happens? He, I have all that I need. Verse three, it says this, he restores my soul. Okay done a lot of research on sheep this week, I will be honest, so I feel like I should share some of it with you. And here's a sheep fact for you. Did you know that if a sheep ends up on its back, it cannot get off of its back? I gotta be honest, there's some days I play with my grandkids, I feel like a sheep because I'm on the floor and it's like, I'm not sure how I'm getting back up. But these sheep, they fall on their backs, guess what? That's it. And actually, when they're laying on their backs, they're vulnerable to death. Because crows, vultures, and other wild animals will sense that they're not gonna be able to get back up again. And one of the roles of a shepherd was that they would watch out for any of their sheep that had flipped themselves onto their back because they knew that the only way they were getting back on their feet was for them to help them. In fact, if a flock of sheep was too big, shepherds would watch the sky because if they saw a vulture circling, they knew that one of their sheep was in trouble and they came and they would find that sheep and they would flip them back over. And this morning it may be, you may be watching, you may be sitting in this room and it may be you've fallen and you're kind of not where you once were when it comes to your relationship with God. And maybe this morning you're sitting here and you're in your fallen state and in your fallen state, you're being attacked left and right by Satan, who's been feeding you lies, who's been filling you with doubts. He's been filling you with worry. He's been filling you with anxiety. He's been attacking you left and right, just like those vultures, what that, those sheep. In fact, back in John chapter 10, Jesus again was talking about sheep and the shepherd role. And he says this, he says, The thief's purpose is to steal and kill And destroy the thief of course here he's referring to is Satan my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life so this morning if you're not where you once were in the flock if you've kind of lost your way a little bit here is the great news for you the great news is this the guy who wrote this chapter of Psalms David he was in exactly the same place Here we have a man who started life very, very humbly as a shepherd who grew up to be the king of Israel. But the problem was along the way, he did what a lot of us did. He was doing so well that he forgot that he needed God and he fell and he fell hard. And here we have him proclaiming, no matter what he had been through, no matter what he had done, that God picks us up when we've fallen he lifts us up when the load is heavy. He restores our souls. And today I want to remind you, no matter where you are in your walk with God, whether you were you once were, whether you're away from where you once were, today's the day to stop looking inwards and start looking upwards and see the renewing power of God, our shepherd, who has the strength to pick you back up restore your place in the flock put you back where you should be he restores my soul verse four yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me so the countryside that david Uh, was used to as a shepherd was this great land of had these mountains and would have these deep valleys and ravines, sharp cliffs, things like that. And oftentimes shepherds would have to lead their flocks to feeding grounds across these um, ravines with these, you know, they would have to lead them across these paths and on these ways, slippery paths, things like that. And apart from a risk of a slippery foot there was of course always the chance that these ravines were inhabited by wild animals but as the sheep moved through the shadows of these mountains they were guaranteed of one thing they were guaranteed the shepherd's presence and the reminder to us this morning with uh, from this verse is this when you and i are going through the hardships of life Whether it be family issues, medical, employment, financial. Here's the thing. We have a hope because we have the shepherd right there beside us. We're not promised nor guaranteed the absence of hardship. Hey, Jesus himself told us in this world you're going to have troubles. We're not guaranteed that we're not going to have hardships. They are going to happen to us. But here's the thing. We have the hope that if we keep our eyes on the shepherd he will lead us through whatever it is we are going going through he will be there beside us deuteronomy 31 6 says this says so be strong and courageous do not be afraid and do not panic before them here you go for the lord your god will personally go ahead of you he will neither fail you nor abandon you 2020 um has been a year of a lot of changes, and just like I'm sure a lot of you, one change Eric and I had to make was we had to change our vacation plans um, for this summer. We weren't able to go on the vacation that we had booked. So we decided to go upstate um, for a few days, and we went to Ossipal Chasms. I don't know if you guys have have ever been there. Absolutely stunningly beautiful, Um, just a little ways upstate. And what it is, is it's this canyon with like this river that runs through the middle of it, And then built into the sides of the cliffs, they've kind of made all these walks and things like that. It it really uh, was stunning. So we did a a bit of a hike where you kind of climb down the side a bit and then they have pathways that are going along the sides, still quite high up um, of the cliffs of this um, canyon here. But then certain spots, there were kind of like breaks in the cliff. So there would be like a bridge that would go over there to the next path. Now, if there is one thing that I am afraid of, I'll be honest, it's heights. I cannot stand heights. It just really freaks me out completely. So heights is just something. But what I have learned, and so I put into practice when I was at Orsable Chasms, is this. If I am crossing over a bridge where it doesn't seem as secure as I feel like it probably should be, I've learned, guess what I don't do? I never look down. I don't look to the sides. What do I do? Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. The reminder to us this morning, whatever you are going through, whatever is going on in your life, don't look either way. Don't look down, look ahead of you. And just like this verse is promising us, here is the great part looking ahead of us, guess who's there? The shepherd. God, right? Right there. As these sheep went through these cliffs, and honestly, they probably would have been happy with the bridge at Osible Chasms, because it sounds like they were a little more precarious. But as they were going through that, keep your eye on the shepherd. He'll lead you right through whatever it is that is going on. Here is a sheep fact for you, because I tried to work this out, and I I was like, wait, how do they get the shepherd? How does he get the sheep to follow him? Okay, shepherds go in front of the sheep. Sheep herders go behind the sheep, okay? But here's the thing with the shepherd. He only had to get one sheep to follow him. And then the rest followed that one. Bit of a lesson there for all of us, to be honest. Who's watching where where you're going and following in your path? Sorry, that's a complete detour, but it's something to think about. You know what? Somebody has their eye on you. They're following where you're going. But when it comes to this, the the sheep followed completely where the shepherd was going right there. Keep your eye on him. Number five, Psalm 23, verse four, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Okay. Slight detour here, I'm gonna give you a shepherd fact instead of a sheep fact, okay? So a shepherd would have a rod and a staff on him at all times. The staff actually refers to a support for the shepherd. It was kind of like a little seat for him to lean on if needed. The rod, of course, we've all seen those with the crook on the end of it, Stroll rod, okay? Now, I will be honest, this verse has caused me to think twice for a lot, a lot, a lot of years, because for me, I grew up with, and it was, I, I should watch what I'm saying because my parents are here. Spare the rod, spoil the child, right? So in my head, rod has always been, oh, it's what you're in trouble, you're gonna get the rod. I was always a good kid, never happened to me. So anyway, but here's the thing. The rod actually was not an instrument of punishment. The rod that the shepherd carried with him at all times, this wooden stick with the the crook on the end of it, actually had a number of different uses. It was used to fight off wild animals that came after the sheep, like wolves and bears and lions. And I will never be a shepherd. Unless that thing has a cartridge, you can put bullets in it, that is not happening, okay? So the shepherd used this thing to fight the sheep off. The crook on the end of it could also be used for any sheep that were not quite going in the right direction. So if a sheep wasn't paying attention and ended up, the shepherd could use the crook to either get their feet or get around their neck and would pull them back into the flock so that they would go in the right direction. The other thing that this rod uh, was used for, actually, was the shepherd would use it to move the sheep's wool to the side to check if they had skin conditions. It was actually used as as a tool for checking for medical issues when it came to the sheep. See, in all of these applications, the rod actually would have brought comfort to the sheep. It kept them safe. It kept them where they needed to be. It checked them out for whether they were feeling good or things were going on with them. In our walk with God, of course, there is not a rod per se, but there's his word. And it actually helps us in similar ways. So you know what? The rod was used to fight off wild animals. This can be used by us to help us to fight off temptation. Psalm 19.11 says, "'I have thought much about your words, and stored them in my heart, so that they would not so that they would hold me back from sin. The rod was used to bring back wandering sheep. Guess what? This helps us, prevents us from making wrong decisions. Psalm 119 105. Your words are a flashlight to light the path ahead of me and keep me from stumbling. It was used to examine sheep, the rod. This is used to search our hearts. Hebrews four, twelve. For whatever God says to us is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest dagger, cutting swift and deep into our innermost thoughts and desires with all their parts, exposing us for what they really are. A reminder this morning that the shepherd actually left us with his rod to comfort us. It is a comforting thing. So you know what? The rod and the staff... They do comforters. And then let's jump to verse number number six. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A little boy was starting kindergarten, and his mom was afraid because he was adamant that he wanted to walk to school with just his friend and not with his mom. So his mom hit upon a plan. She had a neighbor who lived next door to her who would walk every morning with her toddler. So the mom said to the neighbor, would you mind making part of your walk that you follow my son and his friend to school every morning and make sure that they get there safely? And so that's what happened. And that's what they started doing. So every morning this little boy and his friend would walk to school and the neighbor with her daughter would follow along behind them. And after this had been happening for about a week, the little girl who was with the boy turned to him one day and she said, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's a lady who follows us every day to school. I don't know if you've seen her. And she has a a daughter with her. And the little boy goes, oh, it's okay. That's Shirley Goodness and her daughter, Marcy. And the little girl says, how do you know that? He says, you know what? Every night with my bedtime prayers, my mom makes me say Psalm 23, cause she worries so much. And it says in there that surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. He goes, we better get used to it cause apparently this is gonna happen for the rest of our lives. That was cute. See, here's the thing, what I love about this psalm. So David starts with verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, a statement of faith. And then he ends this psalm with the word, surely. He has utter, utter confidence in the fact. He knew that he knew that he knew that no matter what happened, no matter what he did, no matter what he went through, no matter how he messed up, here was his statement of faith. He knew that God could be trusted with everything that was gonna happen, and he's not just a passive God. He's actively giving us goodness and mercy. Whatever is going on in our lives right now, here is something we can take to the bank, okay? Surely, Goodness and mercy is following me. One of my favorite verses is in um, Lamentations. In Lamentations 3, it reminds us of this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. See, I love that verse, but actually I love Psalm 23, 6 a little more. Because I have got to be completely honest with you. There are some days when I think by about lunchtime, all right, mercies must have run out by now. What about I? What am I going to do because I don't get a new set until tomorrow morning? I know that's not true, but sometimes I say, right? But here's the great part about this. Just like that woman was following that little boy, no matter where we are in life, no matter what is going on in life, God's goodness is following us like a shadow not getting rid of it, it's gonna be there. No matter what I do, no matter what happens, God's goodness is following us all the days of our lives. And then of course, the the second part of that verse, the final part of that verse. And finally, that we are reminded that this life is just a warm up to the big show. When all this is over, we have those who have a relationship with God will get to live with him forever. This morning, I wanna encourage you. And here's what I wanna encourage you with. I'm giving you a prescription for this week. And your prescription for this week is, spend some time in Psalm 23. I literally just hit on a few points right now. There is so much more that you will find in there. So my encouragement, my prescription to you for this week is, open it first thing in the morning. Open it last thing at night. Open it when you're sitting doing nothing and you're really tempted to go on Facebook or on Twitter or somewhere else and you know you're going to be aggravated within about a minute of being on there, so why bother? Open it when you put the news on and you are starting to worry and freak out and wonder what on earth is going to happen in this world that we're living in. Psalm 23. I would love for us and I would like for us to get to the point where we all read Psalm 23, and I'm not reading that in David's words anymore. Psalm 23 becomes Charlotte's words. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. A reminder of there. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. On those days, I don't even know if I'm going to make it through the day. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And some days it may feel like you are in the shadow of death. Get to the point where we can say, you know what? No matter what, I will fear no evil. He is with me, his rod and his staff, they comfort me. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my my head with oil, my cup runs over. And I can ultimately say, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And then when all this is over, guess what? I'm gonna dwell in the house of the lord forever i realized this morning that maybe some of you who are watching or some of you even who are sitting here and you do not quite have that relationship yet with the shepherd you're not at the point where you've given your life over to him and maybe today's a good day to say you know what i want that i want that assurance i want to know that no matter what is going on in life that the shepherd will be there for me. Maybe today's the day you say, you know what, I'm going to commit to that. Maybe today's the day you say, you know what, I haven't been where I should have been. I haven't been where I was. And today I say, you know what, God, I just love you to flip me off my back and put me back on my feet. Today's the day I need to get right with my relationship with you. And I need to get my place back in the flock so that I know I will be following you all the days of my life. So let's just pray and we'll pray together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this assurance this morning that no matter who we are, no matter where we are, no matter what is going on, we thank you for the assurance that you are our shepherd. And today I pray for those who maybe have fallen away from where they once were. They've got themselves turned all around and Satan's been bombarding them left and right with lies and and mistruths. And Father, today I just ask that you would help to flip them back the way they need to be. Put them back in the flock so that they can go the way that you are leading. Today I pray for those who maybe don't have a relationship with you yet and ask that you would make yourself known to them this morning. And for all of us, help us to get to the point where every single word of Psalm 23 is something that we can bear witness to and that we can say, yep, that was my testimony. That is where I was. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.